Hello and welcome back to the TBN UK Take 5 podcast. I'm Taylor and I am very excited about today's conversation. Today we're going to be talking about being a teenager. It's definitely one of life's strangest experiences, I'm sure you'll agree. And I had a brilliant chat with Emma Borkway, who's the founder of Girl Got Faith, an amazing Christian resource for teenage girls, about our own experiences of being teens. We discuss the need for space to explore faith for yourself and how we can create that space for younger people. She also chats to me about marriage, about creativity and positive planning. But of course, as always, before we hear that, we're going to catch up with the TBN UK team as they share their experience of being teenagers. Cue the cringing. So what were you like as a teenager, Graham? I feel like I know what Emily was like as a teenager. Or maybe not. Well, she's basically a teenager now. Five years ago. I don't know if we would be the same as teenagers, even though we have quite a few similarities now. But Graham is like a mystery to me. Mm. Yeah, Taylor, I bet we would have been friends if we were teenagers. So yeah, we're on the same wavelength. But I'm also grown up now. (laughs) No, we're still friends now. But Graham, (laughs) I want to know what you were like. I I agree with Taylor. I'm very interested. Um, Okay, well, so I suppose currently you might consider my general demeanor as refined snarky so I guess like when I was a teenager I was probably unrefined snarky you were just snarky I was snarky like I was really I was a really angry teenager like genuinely angry I had so many issues just like getting annoyed at everybody all the time being horrible to my friends I'm not going to say it's because I've got three sisters, but... You've got three sisters. <laughs> I have three sisters. Yeah. A <laughs> lot of estrogen flying around, you know. I don't know. It's like I was so horrible as a kid. Wow. Yeah. This is so intense. Oh, God. Pretty much. Not, not I expected, but I can see it because now, like you said, you're more refined now. So, so just imagine yeah. it was let loose. Mm. I basically, I had to play football every day for an hour at lunch in my school uniform in order to stop myself from being really horrible. <gasps> when did it start, boy, Graham? After, like so much energy and you're just like, ah, I need to do something with my Is this energy. primary school or secondary school where, where the anger started? And yes, welcome uh, to our therapy school. session. Yeah. Okay, it should have been... It should have been on the Lily Joe podcast. Yeah. Just tell us how it makes you feel, Graham. And good. where do you think it stemmed from? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Wow. Stress, stress. I used to get stressed about going to school. Oh. Like you wake up, you couldn't eat your breakfast because you were too nervous. <gasps> it's really? just like the introvert, introvert going to school. Even the oh thought of getting on the bus was like so stressful. Like, I'm going to see all these people. You have to talk to them all. I don't know what I'm going to say. Am I going to look cool? Uh, yeah. Uh, that's so sad. Did it start... Uh, <laughs> Was it like that in primary school at all? Or really was it kind of year seven, bigger school, bigger people? Yeah, big school, big people, oh, more horrible oh, people. Yeah. people and then how I, didn't, I didn't have a tie at primary school, so they couldn't give me a peanut or whatever. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, peanuts. Uh, what about sixth form or college, whatever you called it or went to? Was that different in any way? No, it wasn't because like, like I said in the previous podcast about my experience of seeing the sixth form as doing like amazing jobs in the musicals when I got to sixth form I thought everyone's going to be looking up to me they're going to be like wow you were amazing in that show I wasn't amazing and they didn't look up to me so Mm. by the time I got to sixth form they were like "Mm, who's this idiot wow and one more question (laughs) did it get better in university I just want to know when when it got better oh does it get better (laughs) you're waiting to find out he still feels the same I'm just waiting yeah. for like the good end to the story. I'm like, there has to be a positive spin. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, do you know, I just really don't like education. So yeah. I think I started to become more normal. Well, I definitely helped leaving home 
because then I actually started really liking and getting on with my sisters and my mum, who I previously just would shout at and everyone would shout at me. And Mm -hmm. my my big sister wore these big Doc Martens and she used to kick me in the shins (laughs) with her big Doc Martens. So, you know, that's stressful. But (laughs) You're like Kevin. Did you feel like Home Alone? When you watched Home Alone, did you feel like Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. (gasps) Yes. That is so true. To be honest, even when I was tiny, I had like white, blonde hair as well so oh my gosh I call it open exactly wow wow Graham interesting so yeah sorry that was all a bit that was a bit sad wasn't it all of that stuff (laughs) (laughs) so I have improved my life has improved thank you Emily since okay probably since secondary school since the end of secondary school moving away from home was a good move for everybody (laughs) oh I get that like I think we, me and my mum did not get on until I moved out. Let me both happily, yeah. openly tell everyone. Like, we get on so well now that we don't live together. Yeah. Now that we hardly ever see each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I feel like there's a moment, there's all those moments when you move out that you realise how much parents actually do. Yes. Yeah. Like the first time I had to buy a toilet roll and I just had this like revelation moment and I rang yeah. my mum like, mom. I love you, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's been a really strange year i think with staying in so much and having less social connection i think the time just blurs into one um so it's really actually quite nice to chat with you emma because it's nice to have a different voice to talk to yes (laughs) i love it (laughs) so we've met quite a few times at just random events haven't we but i think the majority of them have been youth youth kind of events right yeah i'm i think i'm pretty sure the first time we met was at new day Oh yeah, probably. And you were doing the charity done... stand. Yeah, that's right. So I'd, I think we'd launched the magazine that I run then, um, and I think you were doing a few seminars, weren't you? Because you do quite a lot of kind of speaking to that yeah. age group, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you had maybe. I think I feel like it, we'd both been kind of on the journey of doing stuff with like teenage girls for about mm. six months by the time that we met. Because I remember we were kind of like comparing notes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly and it is fun being around that age group Mm. um I feel like it gives me quite a lot of energy I mean I don't know how you feel like I guess they're kind of a passion for you aren't they that sort of younger age group yeah definitely I don't know I just like I love it I think I love the honesty and yeah just that like real bluntness that you get from young people <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because sure. you kind of you know a lot more about yourself you're a lot more confident in who you are but you haven't yet got to that point of caring so much about what other people think or or like the consequences of the words that you say <laughs> right of course so yeah get, it's that unfiltered yeah. kind of thing once you get them going and I just love that yeah I'm the same I think I feel like being a teenager in some ways I think it's the same no matter what generation you're from like you know it's that kind of feeling alien to your parents it's hormones like romance all that stuff um which means there's always that kind of connection you carry with them but I think also I look at 12 to 18 year olds now and I'm just like wow like you guys are so different um like all I cared about was like the Spice Girls when I was that 12 (laughs) I don't know I don't know about you (laughs) yeah do you know what I don't even yeah I feel like I it's so hard for me to remember like what I actually felt like being a teenager because where I had two older sisters I think I kind of vicariously lived through them a lot and I always wanted to be just like them or be doing what they were doing so I think I remember more about what they were doing when they were teenagers than what I was doing (laughs) yeah yeah I guess you had that like aspiration because you're always I think that age you're always looking for the next thing like when I'm this old I can do this when you know when I'm that age my parents will let me do what they do or whatever yes so that is interesting yeah I think for me it was yeah just just Spice Girls. I think it's interesting, actually, when the way you say that, because I was an only child. So I think there is that difference where I was kind of just getting all of my inspiration from, oh. I don't know, like music artists and obviously a lot of conversation with friends. Like I think friends for me were a lot more yeah. the drive for that. Um, but I think like teenagers now have it 
on steroids because they've got so many people connected to them, oh, so man, many people yeah. to get their influence from. Yeah, like I remember when I was growing up, we had like even in terms of social media, all we really had was MySpace. Um, yes. And then and that was kind of just your own page of like randomness. And then mm. I was only allowed on like, did you ever use MSN Messenger? Oh, constantly. I think we're yeah. the same year group. Yeah, actually. I, think I think we're, we're really But I yeah. remember like we we only had one home computer. Um, yeah. So it wasn't like everyone had their own laptops. Like we had the one house computer and there was me and my two sisters and obviously my mum and dad as well. And we literally like queued for the computer. So it was like, Emma, you get half an hour. And then it was like, my sister is literally standing over my shoulder waiting for me to finish because it's her turn. (laughs) And it's like, close those conversations, finish doing what you're doing. And so it was like, you had that real restriction. Whereas I think now teenagers, they have access constantly on their own personal devices. Um, And you can just get really lost in it when you don't have boundaries and restrictions. And I think if I was a teenager now, I would definitely be someone with like who really pushed those boundaries and really probably found it quite hard to control myself and have time off screen and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I was chatting with someone about this actually saying I was, I'm glad that we had that limit. I think it was my dad that it was only kind of the chat with like your school friends. It's so weird because you'd be with them all day. I'd get in and I'd just want to talk to my school yeah. friends on MSN. Um, and I so do remember weird. that time. It's like if someone was on the phone, then your internet would break. And you'd be like, Dad, yes. get on the phone. Like, where am I? It's awful. But like, yeah, they've just got so much all the time. And I look at them and I think, hold on like you guys are really good at stuff that we had no idea how to do no idea like literally I think now like how much I've learned from YouTube in the last few years and I think wow like I could have learned so much more <laughs> yeah, yeah I could have done a lot with those years <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was just reading those little booklets you get in your cd-rom with the lyrics that's what I spent all my time learning yeah like, if, if I can learn this rap <laughs> that I've made it yes and like dance moves from um like the music videos on MTV (laughs) MTV bass was life (laughs) oh it's madness I mean it's great isn't it's great to reflect on these things because you've got actually quite a key part in some of this stuff having your kind of platforms online it's stuff that teenagers can consume um and hopefully be learning the right stuff so you started girl got faith you founded that um as we said probably like four or five years ago yeah 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 it was yeah well yeah four and a half years ago now and so what kind of made you um kind of launch that and want to create a platform that teenage girls can come to um so for me I I think as I said growing up I had two older sisters um and I had grown up in a Christian family we went to church every Sunday went to youth group every Mm. Friday um so I was very much like in that Christian bubble um but then I think as I got older um in my teenage years throughout school and then going on to sixth form and university, I think there were a lot of opportunities where I could have taken a very different path or thought, do you know what? Church isn't for me or youth groups are a bit boring. I've been doing this my whole life. I just want to do my own thing. Right. Um, yeah. And then especially like having a lot of friends that aren't Christians, um, there was a lot of like conversations and things where I was like, Oh, am I missing out? Or, um, am I kind of leading a life that was like forced upon me or, but it, it wasn't forced upon me but I think you you have those doubts don't you as you're growing up um right. and I just found whenever I spoke to my sisters they would always encourage me first of all but also like remind me that it's my own personal journey and it's my own personal faith and actually you can't like live a life forever that has just been like pushed on you you really have to decide what you want for yourself and what you believe for yourself um and I think actually having that understanding that yeah do you know what I'm allowed to ask questions and I'm allowed to explore these topics and I'm allowed to find out for myself what I really believe not just because somebody's told me to believe it um and I think for me that really helped me stay on the path of faith and that helped Mm -hmm. me throughout my latter teenage years and throughout university to just be really strong in who I was in God um Mm -hmm. but I see so many young people that um don't necessarily have that space to ask questions they don't have that um space to be free with their thoughts and question why they believe what they believe or whatever and then you see them 
kind of turn away from their faith or step away from it because they've never had the opportunity to explore for themselves and make it a real right. journey. So I've always been really passionate about it, your faith being a really personal relationship between you and God. Um, mm. And that it's important for us to explore those things ourselves. Um, so then in starting Girl Got Faith, it was actually because I had like a little blog at the time. I feel like everyone had a blog at some point. Yeah. Like, yeah. blog like, I just needed space on the internet to put my thoughts. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just had this like random little blog and then I would get a few like teenage girls I didn't know um, messaging me, asking me questions. They would like email the thing being like, oh, hey, like I've got this situation in school. What do you think about this? And I would always be like, what? Like, why are you asking me? Like, I don't even know you personally. Like, obviously, I was honored that they would come to me. But I also felt like, oh, I don't know if I'm in the right place to give advice here. I don't know you personally. Um, so I'd always encourage them to, like, speak to a youth leader or speak to somebody in their lives. And then I was thinking, wow, like, there are actually a lot of people that don't have anyone. Like, I had two older yeah. sisters that could encourage me and help me. And I could watch their lives and be inspired by them. But actually, there are so many people who are quite alone on this faith journey, especially through yeah. those teenage years when you're going to school and you think, I'm the only Christian, um, I'm the only young person that believes in God or believes something different to all of my friends. And then, so for me, I was like, wow, I really want to be able to create something where girls can come and explore, explore their faith yeah. and hear from different types of people. Um, so it was always, I always wanted it to be a multi-author blog. I never wanted it to just be my voice because I was yeah. very aware that like my, my journey is very different to somebody else's. Um, my upbringing is different to another person. So it's important to have a real mix of people that can contribute to the website and to the articles so that there's a variation of lifestyles so that any young person could come on and they could see themselves in somebody or see something that they can connect with um and yeah I think that's a huge part of like being comfortable exploring your faith and knowing that it's not like a one-size-fits-all type thing yeah for sure I think I think you're spot on and I think well firstly having like that multi-author thing you're right I think if you're going to create that space everyone is so individual as you say I think for me we were probably opposite sides of the spectrum but kind of come into a common ground yeah. where I grew up not in a Christian family and when I had all these questions and when I was you know just going through those teenage years there was nothing in my space if you like that could give me the right answers yeah it's interesting that you say you know people these teenage girls were messaging you like emailing your blog yeah. I think so often God will yeah he will present sometimes a problem and just spur your heart to be that solution Definitely. so that's pretty cool yeah, and at the time as well of starting Girl Got Faith, there wasn't really anything else like it. Mm. And now there is, and I think it's amazing to see so many um, like Instagram pages and blogs and websites and things that are supporting teenage girls. And I think that is so beneficial to have as many as we can. Um, but yeah, at the time of starting Girl Got Faith, there was a lot of like American ones or like one yeah, for, for sure. children, but not really for that like teenage years or there's things for like 20s and 30s but not for teenagers so for me I was like man like we really need to have something that can be like a trusted resource um that yeah that people feel they can go to because they're just it just felt like everything else was like a little bit cheesy or not yeah, quite sure. right. I don't know. So. I'm totally with you, totally with you. Like I was kind of searching for stuff as well and felt the same way. Yeah. And I think also it must have a knock-on effect because it's not even just giving younger girls this resource. It's showing them that they can then follow those footsteps and share with their friends. Yeah. I think one thing that I've found, not difficult, but... Um, maybe shocking like when you're entering these kind of worlds is some of the stuff that actually comes up and I was wondering if there's anything that you've kind of needed to cover or you've you chatted with your team and thought we need to talk about this and it's kind of maybe shocked you or stuck with you that that young people are even have these questions yeah oh, do you know what I think there's so much um yeah. I think for me we we basically we started a um schools program with Girl Got Faith mm -hmm. and I think um it was in going into schools where I saw it at its realist um, yeah. because when you're doing stuff online, you're kind of 
you're creating the content and you're getting feedback from your audience in terms of you kind of understand what people like and what they don't like or what they comment on and what they don't. But you're still just talking to the people that are already engaged and plugged in with what you're doing. So they're already kind of one step on the journey. Um, right. But then when you step into that school environment, and I just remember like um, one time I was I was walking through a school and I was going to do a session and there was a a young girl and she was talking to a teacher as they were walking past me. And she was like, "Um, I need to go home because I've got anxiety. And I just remember like thinking, wow, when I was growing up, I had never heard of that being a thing. Like I never, ever knew, like I would have never heard of anybody in school going home because they've got anxiety. Um, Mm. But then now realizing that it doesn't mean that those issues weren't there in the past, but it means that we're a lot more aware of it now. Um, But then what do we do with that awareness? Like how, how do we really speak into that? And how do we, um, yeah, like how, how do we, help people when they are recognizing these things about themselves but also for people to not have to wear it as an identity um because I think that is what happens like when you're young and you go through something you really take it on as this is who I am and then I think as you grow older no matter how much um help you may be able to receive or um what kind of journey you go on you can still claim those words over your life um Mm. especially if in school you've been seen as like the one who's got anxiety or the one who goes home because of your anxiety kind of thing for Um, sure so I think for me I I feel really passionate about um young people being able to like address the things that they're facing and being able to speak openly about them but not having to wear them as a title and not having to carry them as their identity because ultimately our identity is in God um so it's about kind of I just think it's really important to talk openly about things and make the conversation really normal about all the issues that come up but constantly redirect people back to their identity in God because that is the thing that doesn't change and that is the thing that's true um amen amen (laughs) I'll take some of that inspiration in the morning (laughs) actually one thing that I've really noticed about you is that you are, you're telling the truth. You stick to what you're saying. You're not just talk. Like a lot of your um, resources, and I've seen your, you've started like a kind of personal YouTube yeah. channel as well. <laughs> like you're so happy to just share your story. Mm. And actually you do say, you know, it's not, my experience isn't everyone's experience. Yeah. But a lot of what you do is kind of saying, this is what I have experienced. Mm. And let's just create that space to discuss and be open, yeah. um, which is really cool. And I think it's what teenagers need more than anything because for them, like their key kind of environments are home mm. and then school. And when you're at home or at school, there's always a kind of authority, which is totally fine and good and right. But it can be hard when, you know, you know, when you're at home, it's your parents' house yeah. and you've got certain rules. When you're at school, it's, you know, it's yeah. your school and you've got certain rules. Sometimes there's not a space to say, okay, well, what do I need to get out? What do I need to discuss? You know? Yeah. So you, I guess you've got quite a creative life and a lot of your resources um, are quite creative. Yeah. I mean, it's, how do you find that get up and go? Because sometimes I guess you wake up and it's kind of on you to yeah. make something happen how do you find that <laughs> uh, I don't even know <laughs> um I think I've always loved like just doing stuff I'm definitely like I would take a practical assignment over an essay any day of the week right, okay. like I think for me I love like being in the mix and using my imagination and creating something out of like where there was nothing before kind of thing um right but uh, yeah I I don't really know um so with the YouTube I kind of do it more as like a fun project um so like I'm on maternity leave at the moment um but prior to that I was working as a digital content producer um and so I was creating videos a lot and just yeah I don't know I felt like over the few years that I'd been in that job role I'd really honed a few skills and I had actually learned how to edit videos really fast and like I don't know just (laughs) learned a few things that I was like oh I don't really want to forget this and I don't want to let these skills 
slack but then also I I just love creating content and I I really enjoy it so I thought oh when I have a moment of inspiration or when I feel like I want to then I'm just going to create but I didn't want to put any that like any restrictions on that or any like oh I must post a video once a week because for me that's not it's not my business it's not like my job to create YouTube videos I just do it for fun um yeah and so I think that probably does help to keep the videos very light-hearted because I'm literally not serious at all about it (laughs) but then it's good but then I guess on the other hand there are things that do need to be more serious and that do need a lot more structure so with Girl Got Face I think I do need to be a lot more um like organized with my time and um I think for that it is really important that we have a consistency in the content that we put out um right so in terms of motivation for that for me the key thing has been having a team um yeah I think there has been so many times where I'm just like dry like I don't have any ideas I don't feel inspired Mm -hmm. I feel tired um drained like you just feel everything all at once and you just want to give up or you just think do you know what maybe this isn't for me maybe I'm the wrong person for the job um but then you have someone in your team who's like oh my gosh I've just had this great idea and then their idea makes you come alive again and you're like oh my gosh yes I love this this is why we do it and you can really feed off of their energy and like in the same way it's important for you to be that energy for others at times it's important to be able to receive that from other people yeah for sure like carry one another and so I think yeah having a team for me um in terms of creating content consistently has been the saving grace because I don't think we would be where we are today without the whole team that we've got of just different people's minds and ideas coming together yeah I totally empathize with that it's actually really nice to hear you like say these things and share this stuff because I think when you're a creative I think so often you can put yeah the pressure on yourself to make things happen and say you've got maybe a deadline coming up or a space that needs filling um you know, it can just feel when you wake up and maybe you're just not inspired or like you said, you just feel dry. Mm. I think if you don't have people around you that are seeing the same vision as you or kind of cheering you on or just being being the people that come up with the ideas for a time, um, it can be really hard. But even allowing that, I think for anyone listening that is maybe creative or starting something, but is carrying it. You know, I think God... God wants us to have people alongside us. He's all for the teamwork. So, Oh, definitely. And I would also say, like, for me, there's been times with Girl Got Faith in particular that I would really cling on to things and be like, right, this is my thing. This was my idea. This was what I created. And then I would really feel like a nudging to be like, let go of that like you need to pass that on to somebody because actually somebody else is better at it than you and it doesn't mean that you're rubbish but it means that you need to learn how to empower others and be free with that and not get so like egotistical that you think I'm the only one that can do it and I think there have been things that I've handed over with Girl Got Faith to other people in the team and I have seen it grow and do so much better than what I've done not because I'm not good enough but because actually you can't carry everything you can't hold everything and do everything excellently Um, you have to know what to pass on and be willing to encourage someone else in that rather than just always receive the praise oh totally totally and it's actually quite nice because it also means um when something goes a little bit pear-shaped <laughs> it's also it's not just you it's actually about God and it's about yeah. you know all of you growing together um but do you know what I t- I totally feel that I think I've definitely struggled and again I don't know if it's a creative trait it might actually be <laughs> an only child <laughs> trait as well like that's my toy yeah I mean you guys so you're married to Isaac yeah. who I'm sure many of our listeners will know as Governor B yeah. but that means I guess you've got quite you're both quite creative right yeah so with having a lot on and obviously as you said you've just become parents how do you guys ever have to kind of manage and discuss what creative adventures to pursue and stuff what to hit pause on things like that um oh yeah that's a hard one um I don't know it kind of feels like all systems go um (laughs) but I think um what my husband's taught me actually which is a really good thing and I see him do this as well um is just about like knowing why you do what you do and what your calling is because actually there will be so many opportunities but it doesn't mean Mm. that every opportunity is the right one 
or that every opportunity is the one that you should take. Um, And so I think it's about really knowing yourself and knowing what God has called you to and being strict with yourself on that um, because I think that's when you can kind of derail yourself or make yourself so exhausted is when you're trying to do everything and be everything that everyone wants you to be or be everywhere that people have asked you to be and actually it's not honoring to God if you're just gonna go out and do everything but Mm. actually he's placed certain things in your hands and you need to honor those things first. Um, So I think in terms of like what we would say like yes or no to creatively, I think we would always just run it through that filter of, is this honoring what God has placed within my hands? Is this honoring the calling that I believe God has put on my life? Um, And I think making the decisions out of that place. Um, But then also, I guess, being respectful to one another and supporting one another. Um, And I think he's a lot busier than I am in terms of like workload and work rate. And he's been at this a long, long time, but that doesn't mean that he looks down on what I do or that he thinks like, Oh, I'm more important. I've got more stuff to do kind of thing. But actually he will always set aside time and be flexible with his, um, like working and stuff so that he can support what I'm doing. So like even this week I've taken like two hours every single day to just have time to work for me. Um, Mm. and in that two hours, he will look after our son, um, kind of like manage our schedule in that way. And that's been really amazing. Yeah, of course. And I think it is all about that kind of teamwork it's it's honoring one another but ultimately like you say it's about what God is placed on your heart and what he is giving to you and I think it's amazing to take opportunities but for me I don't know about you like this year has been so strange and for a lot of us who rely on events and getting out and about and being with people which actually for you guys is probably a huge thing um it's definitely taught me that you know, God is still working. So actually you could take no opportunities for a few months in those, in the same ways that you normally would. And yet God will still be developing your good work that he has set before you. Yeah. I love that. I mean, how have you found the kind of quiet time? Are you more of an introvert or an extrovert? Um, I don't ever know how to answer this question. <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't know because I'm quite an extrovert in the way of like, I love being around people and I really like, love chatting to people and I'm probably quite chatty and open so people would see me as an extrovert but then I think on the other hand I do get tired from being around people (laughs) (laughs) so like because people say that you're an introvert or an extrovert based on what one you get energy from but I think I get energy from being around other people but I need to like re-energize by being on my own right yeah you need that time to reboot (laughs) I think I is it an ambivert well, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah, I think it's I like when that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think I'm just a massive extrovert. Are you? And how have you found just, lockdown? Well, I think, yeah, I think the lockdown for me has been. <laughs> oh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Oh. It's been fine. I think, um, so my husband is very much um, an introvert or he'll prefer to have like four or five people around and he'll be fine. So he's found that I'm talking to him a lot as an extrovert in the relationship. Yeah. Get me to the London underground. I can't wait to get back to London. I'm oh, just, man. yeah, I can't wait. But at the same time, it's been it's been a real beautiful moment because it's just been a real time to take stock, look at where we're at, what our goals are for the year. Um, And actually where, you know, like you said, it's, we talk about where we get our energy from when you're an extrovert or an introvert. But ultimately I think when you're a Christian, you have to be getting something more from somewhere else that being, being God. So I think for me, it's actually been a real question of where do I get my strength if I am isolated? Yeah. Yeah, I've loved that aspect of just kind of having time to just be and actually things not going the way that you thought they would, but still being okay. (laughs) Right, exactly. I mean, one thing I did want to ask you actually was about planning because I saw um, a brilliant YouTube video from yourself. (laughs) and I loved it. I actually ran and told um, Nathan, my husband, about it because it was about how you guys plan ahead and plan your year um and I think in the video you'd got yourself a little notebook and I was going to ask you actually I couldn't remember some of the 
the ways that you plan, but they were really helpful. So I wondered if you would share a little bit about how you plan your year. Yes. I, I try to remember what I said in this YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh no. Um, yeah. Right. So what do we do? Um, oh no, I need to remember it properly because I feel like people are going to verify this with the video. <laughs> Somebody find this notebook. Yeah. I think you, you had some really helpful things like you had um, like thoughts and like words that would shape your year, which I loved. Yes. We always try, like I would always try and think of, like have a time of prayer, I guess, and think about like what what do I feel that God is saying right now? But also like what word is there kind of for the forthcoming year or season that I'm in? Mm. Because sometimes, I don't know about you, like if you've ever done this before, but you'll get a word that pops into your head and you're like, that makes no sense. Or like, mm. I don't really get the relevance, but you think, okay, let me just be obedient and write this word down. And then you'll be in a situation, maybe like months down the line. And that right. word is like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is, this is the word. Like, mm. this is what I needed that for. And you get so much strength. And I think for, for me, that always reminds me that God does go before you. Because um, I think sometimes you can be in a situation of panic or stress or things aren't going the way that you want it to go. And you think, oh, my gosh, this has caught me off guard. So it must have caught God off guard as well. Like, <laughs> oh, no, none of us know what's going on. But actually, I think when you have that like word or a scripture or something that can really help you through many seasons of life, that you remember. But yeah, do you know what? God knew this was going to happen and God has already been preparing me for this and preparing my heart and my strength for this um, so I can get through it with him by my side. Um, so sure. I think that's definitely the relevance of why I would write like a word or a scripture. Um, mm. And then I like to kind of think about different areas of my life um, and just write like a few key things that I find uh, not too specific. I'm not really good with like proper specific goals because I get oh, same. I, I get a bit hard <laughs> on myself because I'm like, I haven't done yep. one thing. Whereas I think if I keep things more general, um, then it helps me. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm with you. Yeah, but like kind of like divide my like whole life into a few different sections and kind of see how, um, like where do I want to be in like as a mum? Where do I want to be as a friend, as a wife, um, as a businesswoman, or um, just in general life as a churchgoer? <laughs> like, what right. kind of person do I want to be? And also, like, writing those things down. And then you look back and you're like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize that I've been doing that or that these things have started to come to fruition. Um, right. Because I think it's important to remember that the seeds you sow in one season are the fruit in your next season. So right. you can't just expect to get fruit all the time um, and it come from a shallow place. Like it has to come from a deeper place. It has to come from a place of like reflection and real like intimacy with God because I think yeah. you can't sow those seeds and get the right fruit um, if you're not doing that if you know what I mean. I don't really know if any of that makes no, sense. No, for sure. No, I think that's really good. Um, and I think having those, like I'm not very good at writing things down. And when I saw your video about writing just these key things down, and I'd probably do it in a similar way to you, a bit more like thoughts and kind of yeah. ideas. Um, you can look back and see God's provision and it might be from, you know, three-year gaps. You see these links that God has come through and told a story within your life. Or yeah. um, it might be something that is, you know, just spontaneous fruit in the moment. What a fantastic time that was. But I think when you write these things down, yeah. you do see God's, like, almost like mini story within his greater story for your life so I'm definitely going to start that I think it's I think it's fantastic yeah. so I'm looking forward to getting that yeah like it doesn't have to be complex either like I remember with I've got this group of girls at church um there's five of us and at the start of every year we um get together and we pray over our year um but we write mm -hmm. it just in like our notes on our phone what everybody's like prayer requests are and then oh. every year so we've done it for like three years now and every year we'll reflect on we'll like go back over what our prayer requests were the year before and it is incredible to like literally sit there before you're about to pray and realize that everything you prayed for last year happened or like wow, God, saw yeah. God's hand in all of those areas and I think it gives you so much more faith to like pray big prayers or dream bigger for your next season if that makes sense for sure and testimonies totally build our faith so doing that with a group 
I think I need to do that more with my friends. Like mm-hmm. it's those those groups of testimonies just lift each other up, which is awesome. Definitely. It's so cool. I'm obsessed with this notebook. <laughs> I really need to find this video. <laughs> oh, it's a great video, honestly. Um, so in your video, one thing I did love was that you actually looked back on the year before mm. and wrote down things that were good because I think so often, this is what happens every year come December, everyone in the UK says, here's a list of why I hate it this year. Yes. And this is why next year is going to be better. And you actually um, were saying you write down good things that have happened yep. like the year before. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I always want to remember like what made that year good because we can mm. always like, we always look forward to the next year and we think, okay, hey, what do I need to change? Um, how do I make it better? But we don't look at the things that are already good and build upon them. And I think like, why, no. why don't we do that? Because we all know that like, in terms of like with our character it's good to build on our strengths not just like mm-hmm. always focus on our weaknesses because if all we ever did was look at correcting our weaknesses we would just be walking around with our heads hanging low um but actually like so many of us we've all got strengths within us and it's important to place so those strengths and strengths in life wow it's really hard to say that word um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so then I think in terms of reflecting on the year reflect and see like okay what did I love like what what were some of the highlights for me and then how can I not just like replicate them again but how can I like invite those kind of things into the year because actually you'll be surprised at what made your year so good because I think Mm. often we can be so um conditioned by the world around us to believe that what makes a year good is like getting married or having a baby or starting a business or earning loads of money and we will subconsciously put those into our future year goals but actually if you really are honest with yourself and you look back you'll probably have the fondest memories of the time that you spent with your family or with your friends or um taking a little trip somewhere um or I don't know just like a fun memory or something funny that you did or random that you did and then it reminds you oh yeah actually I want to continue to be spontaneous or I want to continue to appreciate those moments that I've got with the people that I love or something like that and I think that can really help shape a life in the in an authentic direction rather than just always being led by the world around us that tells us what is success and what is a joyful life yeah for sure and I think sometimes if you're quite um maybe introspective and you maybe you measure yourself a little bit too much or you judge yourself a bit too much you can kind of just go in like I want to be better 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 this year which is in some ways okay and good but to be able to look back and kind of what you said take the positive through to the next year not even in just what happened but actually I experienced you know a growth in my patience or yeah. my friendships or you know I became a better friend last year I mean like with you like you've become a mother there's gonna be so many things that you didn't know you were cap- capable of yeah. that you're now developing and actually that's a thread that will continue so I think that's a really lovely way to look back at the year so we'll definitely be doing that you've inspired us <laughs> well I'm gonna watch this YouTube video again because <laughs> it sounds great, great. <laughs> you've, you've done a really great job you should really take note I really can't remember it <laughs> that's the beauty of youtube isn't it and speaking you kind of come off stage or come off camera and think what did i say oh man oh that's that's really awkward isn't it when you can't actually remember what you said and you just hope that it sounded okay or that you said the right yeah. thing <laughs> yeah i mean obviously we we are hoping and praying that all of your lovely notes and plans for this year do come to fruition okay. obviously god will be with you both and i think it's really exciting um kind of seeing what's going to come next with Girl Got Faith and things like that. I know you've had a few um, things in the pipeline, little yes. hints on social media. Is there anything coming up that you want to share? Yeah, um, so we are, we've just um, signed a book deal, um, which is Woo-hoo. so exciting. Um, so <laughs> we're going to be working on that um, nice. and it's set to come out in 2021 which is really, really exciting. Um, kind of more details about like what the book will actually include and be about will kind of be revealed as we go. But we really want it to be a book that people can feel that they were a part of making. So on right. the Instagram, we're going to be asking people a lot of questions and um, kind of getting their input, even down to things like what colour do you prefer for the cover? <laughs> like, yeah, no, People love that. Yeah, we just want to like include people because I think we're, we've, 
always been we've always had that relationship with our audience of like this big sister family type vibe um and I think we never want to lose that and so it's important that no matter kind of what steps we take or no matter what direction that we go in that we're always doing things together um because I think that's what makes it meaningful for me I wouldn't really want to do it any other way um so yeah so we've got that coming up um which is very exciting and we recently um did a crowdfunding campaign um and right yeah I saw this yeah so that was amazing as well um to see it do so well even though um it was like I think it was just when lockdown started for the UK and people started losing their jobs and right like people were in really tough financial situations and I was like oh my goodness this is the worst time ever to do a crowdfunding campaign <laughs> Of and I was like, oh man, like we're in a pandemic. Like, <laughs> who wants to focus on a random event for teenage girls? Like, there are so much more important things going on right now. But then I was really, like, I really felt like a bit disheartened in a way because I was like, man, I, sh- I don't think we should be pushing this right now. Like, it just doesn't feel right. Um, of course. But then one of the girls on the team reminded me, and she was like, Emma, no, like, we need this more than ever because what we're doing isn't just for the here and now it's for generations to come and absolutely like so much because of coronavirus or whatever is going to be put on hold and there will be kind of an effect um across the generations but imagine if we could have this voice of like hope and encouragement and self-esteem and confidence for that teen generation um, that we carry on pushing through despite the circumstances. And I was like, yeah, do you know what? Actually, like that message of confidence and hope for the generations to come, that doesn't die. Like that doesn't go away or that doesn't get put on pause. Um, We have to continue with it. So yeah, that really encouraged me. And that's again, the importance of having team. (laughs) Yeah, Um, absolutely. So yes, so we ran the crowdfunding campaign um, and that did really, really well. We were so pleased. Um, and so it's enabled us to be able to put on our first um, real life event because <laughs> all oh, the stuff we do is online. <laughs> yeah, so like, all the yeah. stuff is online. So it would be so nice to be able to actually like meet our audience in person. Um, so and we hope to do this annually. So it'll be the first of an annual event. So we're really looking forward to that. Oh, that's so cool. And I'm guessing, I don't know whether you can say, but I'm guessing you're planning around London. I'm just asking for selfish reasons. Like I'm in the neighborhood. (laughs) I want to see this happen. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yes. We definitely want it to be really accessible. um, But we're aware that our audience kind of uh, across the UK and even actually in other parts of the world, I am not really expecting anyone to fly in for it. Um, (laughs) They could if they want to. But yeah, whatever location we choose will be somewhere that's easily accessible for as many people as possible no that's great that's really exciting and I wish you all the best I think it's actually a great time as I said we've had a strange year to just have all these things to be looking ahead it's almost like like you said sowing seed into something that's going to be lasting fruit and it is it is so important and ultimately God is is the bank manager like people will give to his work because it's what really matters and what will stand so I just love it I'm so glad you went ahead with it and yeah it's going to be fantastic so well done guys well done faith team if you're listening oh thank you (laughs) so with every interviewee we're going to be asking a take five question so for you Emma I thought the most appropriate uh kind of question for this chat would be you are going on a girls weekend all your favorite friends all your sisterhood you're going on a girls weekend but you can only take five things in your bag what are you taking wait does this include clothes uh yeah I should put in a disclaimer I feel like we can just assume you've got clothes you've got amazing pants you've got great (laughs) yeah you're good on that front Okay. These like extra bits and bobs. Um, oh, okay, right. Let me think. Um, okay, so uh, I would definitely take um, a speaker. Oh, solid. Good idea. Yeah, because I think there is no good weekend away without music. Um, good. Bring the vibes. So, yeah, definitely a portable speaker. Um also hmm oh okay I would definitely bring a lot of chocolate very good because I love chocolate especially giant chocolate buttons they're my favorite oh yeah yeah and keep them refrigerated because they're nice and 
This is such a common argument I have with people. I am a fridge chocolate kind of person. Chocolate needs to snap and then melt in the mouth. Yes. This is like something I will fight to the death about. This is why Easter eggs are so good. Easter eggs are the best. Um, So, yeah. Okay, so I've said a speaker and chocolate. Um, I would bring like some kind of game very good activities yeah like uh maybe like maybe not a puzzle because that's a little bit boring but maybe like articulate (laughs) yeah that's good a party game yeah a party (laughs) i'm just imagining you sat in the corner with just your own puzzle (laughs) while everyone else is with the chocolate and the music yeah that would have been great (laughs) um okay i would also bring um something like What's like throat sweets or something? Because you talk all the time when you're with friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I really, I feel like, I don't know if I'm supposed to just laugh at your answer. I think it's fine. It's your weekend. Throat sweets was a shock to me. Yeah, because but, yeah. I, like me and my friends, we went away last year to Dublin and we were away for two days. And genuinely, I lost my voice at the end because we had spoken <laughs> non-stop. Like we had not stopped talking the entire time we were away. So. I see. So you've been here before. You know what you yeah. need to prepare. I'm trying Fair to think why no different. Um, okay. <laughs> so how many things have I got left too? I think you're about there. You've got your speaker, you've got your chocolate, you've got your game, oh, throat sweets, and, and you've one got more. one more. Um, uh, what would you bring? Can I ask you that? And then I could take your thing. I mean, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, here's what you said on your own YouTube channel. <laughs> um, what would I take? I really should have thought of this. Oh, flip, you turned the table. Sorry. Just one, I think. Oh, see, I would definitely do the speaker with you, no doubt. Definitely some sort of snack. Definitely a game, actually. So I feel like this is this is good. But I think for me personally, the fifth, yeah, the fifth thing for me would be hair straighteners because someone always there's, you always need more than oh yeah people have brought. Someone always nicks them. Someone always needs them. Um, yeah, I don't so know how much you value hair dryers. My hair's quite curly, so I don't really blow dry. But do you know, I, see, I was thinking that they're essential things. I wasn't even like <laughs> doubting that they would be there. I'm like, of course, You're like they're up there with clothes. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, fair enough. Oh, yeah. So definitely, like any type of hair product, <laughs> makeup, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> A giant bag of all the things I need for <laughs> my hair and makeup. <laughs> Yeah, that's my favorite. Right, I'll allow it. Right, I'll thank allow you. It. You're such, such a generous host. Thank you. No worries at all. I think it's because I want to be invited on this girls' weekend. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> I'll bring the puzzles. Great. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Take 5 podcast here at TBN UK. Don't forget, you can get more and more encouraging content from all of our programs and watch on demand at watch.tbnuk.tv. And you can also find us on social media at TBNUKTV. We would love to connect with you. See you next time.